0: Welcome to B2B Tech Mindset, where we explore how technology drives business success. Join us as we discuss the latest software solutions, trends, and strategies that can help you stay ahead of the curve. Develop a tech mindset and learn how to leverage technology for growth in your organization. Hello and welcome to one more episode of the B2B Tech Mindset.
1: Yeah, hello, welcome back
0: welcome back so the topic today is a topic that we have touched a little bit in every episode i think till now but we're gonna go balls deep into it this time which is artificial intelligence so we're talking about ai today the whole chapter
1: yeah that's a that's a, a topic close to my heart because um I've been working in the field for a while now in different capacities. And yeah, I'm super, super pumped about what are we going to talk about this, uh, in this episode about it, and especially how it can impact B2B businesses, because there's there's been a lot of talk about, you know, ChatGPT and what people is doing with these large uh, language models and the possibilities and the dreams and and artificial general intelligence and all the stuff. But concretely it makes a lot of sense to discuss what how businesses can use it and make the most out of it and this is the 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 perspective that we want to take on this conversation at least this is where we want to get it started and then let's see where the conversation goes i mean it always goes to really funky places so let's see so what yeah. what is what is your experience with ai so far what did you i know you've been busy using using stuff so so tell me
0: yeah basically i'm uh, there is two, two type of is like for my uh, side projects or my personal investigations so i'm gonna talk with uh, about both but before that uh, i have an, another a little better question we can step back a little bit why now so ai as uh Science as a topic matter have existed since decades now, um, but why we have seen we are seeing these these improvements, this uh, advance in in the science right now?
1: Well, it's it's funny. Today, I I was watching an, an interview with. Let me let me check his name so I get it right, uh, and I don't. Uh, I don't I don't butcher. <laughs> the name. I, 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 yeah i don't butcher the name uh because it would be yeah Geoffrey hinton uh jeffrey hinton is uh he's in toronto and he's uh one of the main luminaries and the tutor of many of the people who's actually working in the field of artificial intelligence particularly in the whole story of neural networks so he was one of the uh people who Initially was working in the whole back propagation algorithm that is the you know the, the fundamental is at the base of many of these algorithms that we are seeing. And many of the people who came out of his line of thought of, or school or where his um, PhD students are actually many of the people who are leading the field right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, they are working at places like Google and OpenAI and all the different different places. And they are the ones who are moving, I mean, among others, but many of them are moving forward um, the whole AI story. And he was telling in this interview that when he first proposed these models in the 80s, everyone was very skeptic about the ability of these models to really become something because the idea that you can find the right weights or the right equations so to speak for intelligence or to recognize patterns Mm -hmm. from data was really something that people thought it was really fetch off and it's only because the amount of computing power and data available has increased dramatically in the last years is that now we've seen that it's possible to do what he thought that in the 80s was almost impossible because of this limitation of computing power and 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 data available. So that might be that's the, the the general idea why now we see this level of innovation. And of course, everyone knows that the amount of data that there is online is increasing exponentially. That we create exabytes and exabytes of data uh, every year. And so this is more or less why we see but the hype that we are observing now because what we are seeing now is a real hype is due especially because of chat gpt that's chat gpt makes ai something that you can really touch with your fingertips so you write in the chat and then you have something that answers you in your language and that is really a breakthrough because we had neural networks in a bunch of places we had that for speech recognition in your a uh, phone for the speech to text. We had object recognition. We had features in the phones that you can actually take pictures and, and get the different objects. So essentially the, the models that are running behind this, the neural networks were the same, but there was not this huge hype and people talking about that. But because language is something so close to us, when we see a machine that talk to us as a human being, then people freak out. <laughs> it's like, oh wow! Now yeah. AI, AI is is real. That, I think that's that's the thing that makes the difference with what we had before, uh, because yeah, before it was just there. It was perv- pervasive. It was all over the place. But now, because it's, it touches language, which is so close to us, uh, the awareness of the public has increased exponentially. But there's a bunch of systems that use machine learning AI uh, already deployed. So.
0: Yeah, I, I think there were like um very particular applications that we are using like day to day, like uh navigation on GPS and your um, auto navigator, or whatever, uh recommendations and stuff like that. So we were using actually day-to-day, but the thing with Jat GPT was it which is new, is like it's open when you can ask anything when you get an answer. It's not only like you get like, oh, you may will really like this product, or you may want to listen to this song, or you may want to take this treat, right? That it's not that particular. It's like you can ask like whatever, and then you get a seemingly coherent answer from from what you get, which uh, we're gonna talk about also about the hallucinations that this uh, a large language model I have as well, but uh, for most of the time you get a coherent answer. Um, so to say that I'm using less and less Google, and I think that is a nice side way to what does it mean for the big internet landscape now that these um, uh, models are out without without mentioning too much names and whatever. So my take is, like more and more people are going to start using, uh, let's for say ChatGPT, because there's no other big product out there that you can use right now, as far as I know. Uh, less people are going to use a search engine
1: like Google. I think I think that definitely, especially for the marketing industry is going to be something that probably we will see a change in how it's going to operate. I mean, there are solutions out there that were already using these uh, language generation models or these generative models to create content to optimize for SEO campaigns and there were companies that were already working on that and they had products and people were using this kind of text. But I think I mean, from the, from the development that we are seeing in the last few months, seems to me that CEO is, the dynamic of SEO is going to really change over time because now we are going to be more and more focused on what these bots are going to spit back at you. And now we have this development of this marketplace in ChatGPT, uh, in GPT-4. So the ChatGPT version that uses ChatGPT-4 uh, th- that uses GPT-4 and this marketplace of companies or services that are plugging in, or they are inserting themselves in the answers. of The bot, I think, probably that will be the new economy. So it, it will be the new ecosystem. Well, you will have services that the bot is going to reach to, and then this is how you probably you're going to integrate uh, or you're going to discover new things now. It's, it's a new way of discovering. I think we are too early to really say how this is gonna work. Uh, it's only possible to speculate, but definitely I, I can foresee that at least the way that businesses are being discovered is gonna change dramatically. If people really desire to focus their, their discovery activities, You know, finding information, finding services, if they begin to use these bots, to to do these activities, because this is fundamentally different from getting a a, a search engine result page. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's fundamentally different from that because there you had all these uh, links ranked and you had the possibility to also add ads inside of that. Now we have a different game. And obviously if you are a business and you want to gain visibility, now you have to rethink how you're going to do that. You know, if people over time, is not using this classical uh, search engine result page mechanism, but you know, talking to the agent, you will have to adjust your strategy. You either might have uh, an add on to the bot, you will have to generate content that the bot is going to use. I don't really know. I don't really know what, how the future is going to look like, but it's going to be exciting, that's for sure. Yeah, and and so. a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. I think that's the best part when there is a change. When there is a change, I think it's 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 awesome because it opens a door for new people to come to into the game. So you want to say something?
0: Yeah, um, the way that I see it. So I I I agree one hundred percent with what you're saying. On um, the way that I see it is like we're gonna have in the near future we are gonna ask the AI or the AI is gonna go away and fetch that information from us. From where did AI fetch that information? That will be the companies or services or whatever that they are flexible enough to adapt and put their information and their services available for the AI. I don't know if it will be OpenAI or will be something else or a new company that comes along and either launch, I don't know. It doesn't look like at this time, uh, so right now, but I see that, that happening. Like we talking with the AI, the AI going and fetching information for us because it's it's easier. Like you can ask ChatGBT right now, give me 10 places to visit in Berlin. And they will give you 10 places that you can visit in Berlin without like having to go to Lonely Planet website or whatever uh, thing you get your information exactly how you want it uh, right away. So that I, I see that happening, and again, as you say, a lot of opportunity for people to actually adapt and jump in this new format. Let's call it a format uh, to present information to you.
1: I think I think one challenge that I see, you know, the the, the example that you just mentioned, say uh, the Trip Advisor right? That is the, the place that you usually go to when you want to find uh, new places to visit in a, in a city. Uh, now people would delegate to say, or imagine that now people begin to delegate to an agent to discover what places they want to visit in a city. So I don't know, I'm going to uh, Paris and wh- what what is there to see there. Now, yeah. the, the challenge is, what happens over time if people stop using these websites and they began to, they stop adding new reviews and adding new information, still we need a way to keep the information of the bot uh, fresh. And that I think it's necessary to have a loop in which People go discover and then they inject back into the system and then the, the the agents or the bots get updated information. So it's not, I can hardly believe that we will 100% only use or, I mean, that's a problem. That's definitely an interesting challenge to solve. How do we keep that information updated? That's what I wanted to say, because mm. we run slowly in the risky situation that if we are not using the travel portal, the, 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 you know, the, the portal for travels anymore, where do we get that information? Because, or perhaps these agents come back to us and ask us, how was the experience? How are you feeling? Um, that might be perhaps something that might come in the future. Them actively uh, ex- establishing a dialogue to learn about the world because if you yes. bought if you bought a product or a service uh, and then you experience it how does the bot is going to know how the new phone that is going to be released next year is going to perform i mean it doesn't have any information about it right mm-hmm. and if everyone is moving to those agents well you will need to have this conversation so i i can foresee a sort of feedback mechanism in which the bot grabs information from human beings and incorporates that into their uh, knowledge base, and then they feed they feed back to to people the new the new updated content. I mean, again, there's a bunch of challenges in this thing. I think because we are only now how many months? Uh, five months in. It, it was released in, yeah. uh, in November. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that has happened, but. I think this is just the beginning and, and still in five months, information is more or less relevant, you know, but when we began to see information getting old and not really up to date, same thing happens with libraries and people not using say a stack overflow too much. Well, if the system fit, you know, Learns from Stack Overflow, but no one is going to Stack Overflow. We will need what to establish to start overflow? Yeah. exactly. We need to establish a mechanism that that knowledge base stays up to date. If I now write a new open source library, and everyone now is asking the question to the to 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 an agent, well, how do I keep that up to date? I think that's that's one of the interesting challenges. I mean, perhaps there's already people working on that. I don't really know what the answer is, but in general. In in all the domains that these bots take information from, that would really make sense to solve, and I think open a lot of opportunities to create this uh, dual channel communication. You know, to bot giving you input and you give it input to input to the bot, or the bot actively asking you, "How was experience? Did you like it? Why did you like it? What did you yeah. experience there? All these kind yeah. of things."
0: In the in that regard, working in UX, we do. We do have these surveys that we push to our users from time to time as, ah, how was the experience? So uh, one thing I can tell from experience is that almost nobody answered that. So they have to come or, or we have to come with a very sophisticated way to getting that information from you. and that will be like very sneaky like Google does you know, like Google Maps, when you when yeah, you Maps also, when you yeah. see a place and they say, "Oh, right now it's very full." Yeah. So they Basically, the, all the people that are around open Google Maps and they calculate that and they they save all the data and they can give you the chart when where is um, when the place is full or not. So it's a very they don't they don't ask you anything, but from your data they kind of inferred a lot of information. So. We, I, we're going to see a lot more of that coming up in the future. Um, you're I'm, I'm pretty sure you're centrally right that we need a retrofitting mo- mechanism eh, because all the, the, the all business model that you get eyeballs on your website or you display advertisement for them, that is going to get away because the window of information is getting it's narrower. Like right now is a paragraph of text is the only mm. thing that you can give it to to the user. Mm. So right now, JetGPT doesn't give you images. It can give you tables sometimes, depends on the information. Um, but it doesn't give you images and etc. So the window of information from your service through the AI a- 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 agent to the user is getting very narrow right mm-hmm. now so before you have the whole browser for yourself maybe if you click a uh, from the from the result page you go to the website mm-hmm. you have let's say their attention for the user for the first 30 seconds completely mm-hmm. but right now you have a very narrow you have like one paragraph of text to to actually communicate which is very small in uh, in terms of information density. So when again, the business model are going to change because you don't have the eyeballs on your website, you have the eyeballs on your information. So the thing that makes your money have to be passed through that narrow window or the company controlling the agent pays you for that information at some point. Like let's say in the hypothetical case, like OpenAI, um, pays like TripAdvisor for their information. And then TripAdvisor doesn't rely more in, in, in users adding stuff to their website, but hiring people that go in the ground and keep that information up to date. For instance, that can be one, one development that can happen in different uh, type of businesses. Uh, but i'm pretty sure we're going to definitely see uh new business models uh, arising from from this big change
1: yeah i mean i i, I think it's th- there's a lot of things that can happen there i mean the more i think about it the more i i think uh, i believe that you you might see probably some some models that are reminiscent, for instance, of these these like buttons that we had from Facebook in the past that were were all over the place. Perhaps we end up in a place that we have these agents or one or a few companies that offer these agents embedded in a bunch of websites. And that's the way they capture and and they give information back because instead instead of simply... Uh, giving you information, they can also, because they have the awareness of, you know, if you bought a product, if you order, say, a pizza, then they come a couple of minutes afterwards and tell you, hey, I know you ordered a pizza. How was the pizza? You know, how do you like it? So they might go back to you. But for that, I think the agent has to be contextualized in what happened during, I mean, during the span of the experience that you were using that app and perhaps also afterwards. And at the same time, it needs to have, yeah, it needs to have the awareness and it needs to understand uh, your history or your journey. So these this, this systems are going to be really aware of, of the customer journey, what people is doing, uh, how all these funerals work, and I mean, and a system that does that is super powerful for marketing. Now the question is, uh, how is this going to be organized uh, for the future? You know, is this, uh, is this yeah. going to be one company who's going to own all this information? It's It's really fascinating. All that can happen here, how people is going to embed. Now we also have a wealth of open source models yeah. that are emerging. And and the question is, how hard is going to be over time to have this unique ability to have one of these agents? Uh, how hard is going to be to differentiate over time? So it's 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 a wealth of fascinating questions, and I think many businesses, I mean, should begin to at least brainstorm and think about how this can impact. They, the daily activities, how they work, and again, it's not only about I can write faster a word document, or I can, uh, it can help me to write uh, better articles or emails. I mean, those are things that are extremely important. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. If mm-hmm. you really began to think about the implications in, in terms of discovery, understanding the customer journey. I mean, these bots. If if imagine that. If now you have recommendation engines, that sometimes they are scary, uh, because how how precise they are uh, timing. TikTok. Yeah, timing your needs. You know, it's like oh, I think you might need this book, or I think you might need this uh, thing to work out, or you might need you know. And those algorithms are not extremely sophisticated. We're talking here of classic machine learning, you know, support vector machines, that this kind of thing, very simple stuff. Now, imagine if you have an agent that has a history of your sessions and conversations. This agent really understand your needs, what you need, what your mood is, what the things that you are interested in. And then having that information and using that information to really discover new products and services and suggest you things that you might need is, is super powerful. And I think that's much more efficient than just looking at how you scroll a page, where your mouse is, and what is the series of web pages that you look in my website. And from there, trying to find what is the probability that you might like this product. So that's, that's really fetch off and still works pretty well. So imagine now that you have these conversations. What you can do. You know, it's, it's a little bit like when we were having in the past these conversations about which I think is also something that probably will add to this mix. Uh, VR. So imagine that now you have VR and you are really looking at your face, the facial expressions, plus you have an agent you're having these conversations with. Uh, you really understand where the customer is. You really understand what the user is. You can really gather an experience that is going to really uh, fulfill the needs that this person has in this particular moment. So yeah, super super exciting, and to, I'm really looking forward to see how people is going to use this.
0: To round to round your idea is basically the way when a friend of yours that knows you very well. Give you a um a suggestion or a gift like the, it's your birthday, they give you a, a gift that they know exactly that you're going to like. Yeah, because you have been by years having conversations with this friend of yours. So for me, it's like kind of the same thing. You're having a conversation with this AI agent, or you're asking stuff, and there is saving all the time what you what you asking and whatever. So they know you and they know what you think and they know what uh, what do you are interested in. When it's it's not only like a series of empty queries like in Google. It's definitely a conversation with a context from one question after the other on one thought after the other. So it's a more deep understanding of the user than it is right now.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely, and and again, the the question is how how to use that, you know, and and how what level of access people is going to have if you uh, add this. I mean, integrating right now, as of today, if you use, say, the OpenAI service, uh, the API that they offer, if if you use the bare bones API and you connect that we were discussing before. If you connect that, say for instance, to a one elastic search, so you you have a classification of documents and then you pass that back and forth and then you use you tell the bot just to look at your knowledge base to, for, for something. And this is what you do for your business. Mm. Um, if you do that already, you can capture, you can really capture, if you have already have an audience, you can capture their interest and and that information is is really really important really powerful to have that. So this is something that can be done today. It's not it's not something that is um, far in the future. I think the the interesting thing is if because I guess also many concerns regarding privacy are going to arise if you have a sort of meta agent that is following you around across the whole internet and all your physical experience you know that knows that you are in this place or you ask when you are in this place oh how how should i behave here or say say you are in a bar or you are in a in a in a i mean i can i can't picture really interesting scenarios because imagine that now you are in a in a, in a networking environment you are in a in a business conference and mm-hmm. imagine that you might have an agent in your phone And then Mm -hmm. you find certain person that you are interested in. And then you ask the agent, how should I best approach this person? And obviously, if you, and this can, you can do this today. If you open the LinkedIn page and then you ask the agent looking at this LinkedIn page, please tell me how to better approach this person. So imagine that you would do that in real time. And then the board will ask you afterwards, well, how the conversation went. And then you say, that was awesome. You know, so it it opens a a, a a new frontier of ways that you can interact with people, you know. So it's it's really or not interact
0: with people because you can you can just for instance go to a restaurant and based on all the reviews that they are already online, you can say, okay, what is the most popular dish here? And well, then you just order that. You don't even have to ask the waiter. Yeah, so,
1: especially because the system knows. Oh, I know what you've been eating, so I know uh, what you like. And yeah, you
0: know, without thinking, accounting that. Yeah, I was thinking only on the reviews you know yes, yeah, I, right
1: now. yeah i know what you've been eating and now what you've been liking lately and i know that you are in this diet and perhaps you know you should take care but let let, let me pick something for you that is carb-free and blah 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 i mean you can and, yeah. and, and again these applications are not like a thousand years away no these, these applications one, are these applications one two a, a three month. four years away yeah. no i think it's a month I mean this is, <laughs> this is scenarios. I mean for real, this is scenarios of a of a restaurant and in an app and, and stuff like that. This is I mean yeah, that's not that far away. I mean, like, it's like technically it's not that far away. I think that the challenge is that you know the, the privacy issues is it's the is the issues about people being okay or what is going to be the perception of having an agent that you are sharing all these conversations with you know like if you if you have a social media account you want a companion a a digital companion that is looking at all your conversations Mm. some people might might want to have that some people might want to have a a companion for for my social media whatever social media you're using you know that gives you advice and tells you this is how you have to react to this comment and this is how you shouldn't React to this comment and ignore this, and don't look at social media now because you're using too much. Uh, those are all applications, and again, in the case of business, if you're thinking about how to employ, you know, use this application in business, the same thing. You know, if if the if the application knows, if the system knows how long the sales cycle uh, takes in experience, you know, in, in in average, and it knows how many touch points you need. With a Mm -hmm. certain client and then you know how to prepare your your marketing material and all these things i mean possibilities are endless when you begin to really think about it yeah so the the and then the, the question is how if you are a b2b business how can you use this thing and obviously i think to, to get started, to brainstorm, is you have essentially two sides of the whole business. You have how you increase the, the internal productivity and how you improve your the discovery process, how people can find you and how you can find people and how you can optimize to be discovered. I think these three aspects, because right now I see a lot of conversation about improving productivity. Many people is really surprised that these systems can do many of these white-collar tasks: writing text, mm-hmm. creating presentations, mm-hmm. this 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 sort of activities. But where I really think many organizations can benefit is improving how they get discovered, and these these things that we talked about before. You know how you optimize for that, how you make that people find you better, how you can. Find the the optim, you know the optimal cost or the ideal customer for your product. These things, and then there are other other things that I think is is very interesting. Another aspect that I think is very interesting, which is the whole standard operating uh, procedures. These these systems, you know, if imagine that you could combine this with with something like process uh, robotic process automation. Mm -hmm. you know that you can record what you're doing say you are working in photoshop and you have already a process in photoshop that you're clicking here and there and over there and that that rpi process recognizes the context because also understand what image you have there and then you give instructions so i think these are perhaps some of these scenarios are really far-fetched but perhaps there are other scenarios that are not that far-fetched that are already much closer to what we think and that we can be we can build mashups with these things
0: definitely we're getting there so today i was uh uh reading an article or someone open source a new library that you can basically give commands to blender in 3d -hmm. and say like add me one sphere 10, 10 centimeters from the origin with this radius We will figure it out. We'll write the, the Python script. We will put it, Mm -hmm. put you that in the, in the scene. So, uh, we are definitely getting there on Adobe recently released this Firefly, uh, the AI, um, offering from, from Adobe, it's called Firefly, but definitely what they want to do is like streamline all this process. Like you get an image and say like, oh, change the sky to orange. Or you get a daylight image and say, okay, uh, put it in the night. Or you get a spring image and say, okay, um, put it now winter. Which is actually one of the examples that they do on video. So it's like you get a piece of footage and say, okay, put it in winter now. So they make it everything frozen with snow falling or whatever. So all these manual aspects of the creative work. That is actually very costly because basically you have to do it like pixel by pixel, basically uh, per hand, like, drawing or whatever, uh, you can do it now automatically, like uh, the system is capable of understanding your intention on actually executing the actions to get you to your desired result, which is right now, let's say the hypothetical case that you are a game designer, right? So a level designer, game designer in, in one in AAA game company. To design a level, you need a bunch of technical designers that you will do the 3D, will do actually all the objects in the scene and placement and lighting and stuff. On all, all that can be replaced with an AI in the next couple of months that you can say like, Oh, give me a tree here. Put me a path that that go like three hundred meters. Uh, put me a a fence there. Put me a door here. Like s- splash more more dirt into this wall. So basically, you you give commands the same way that you talk with you with your um technical designers, like from from the um um game designer perspective you say okay i want this to look like this and it's the same way that you talk with the ai like basically you're gonna make those people a lot more productive um we'll hopefully liberate those that doing the manual labor to do other stuff that they are more more productive as well but there well that is another discussion that we can have later but, but basically when we are going to go with the creative tools, it's like you probably don't need to know the technique behind it or how to use it, but you you know to you have to know what you want in the end. So basically, that is where we are going to.
1: Uh, I think th- this, uh, that's interesting. That's an area that many people uh, talk about how you can op- automate many of these existing uh, roles and accelerate them i like to think a lot about because you know you know i'm also interested in the whole story of uh, process automation and Mm -hmm. and uh, process mining understanding the structure of processes and how you can uh, improve them and i was thinking uh, In my previous life, when I was working in in telecommunications, uh, you have all these processes for say customer support, or you have, if you have, if you go, if you go to a brick and mortar shop, there is all these processes that take place, you know, you get an offer, the customer might either reject or accept the offer and then it, it, you know there is all these steps in this process until they you know they make a new customer or you get a new offer and then there is all these trees with all the different possibilities that you you know you make your customer move through all that that yeah. uh path and I was thinking, and, and, and essentially that's the basis of many businesses. So at, at the core, many organizations is, organizations are made of people and processes that you have in place. And also you have obviously tools or, or instruments that help you to accomplish a task. But essentially you need these four ingredients. You need the people, you need the processes, you need the tools or the resources to make things happen. And an important component of this thing is having the processes. And I was thinking how, can this be applied to optimize those processes if you for instance understand is if you have a, a customer support agent because many companies are thinking that the, the best the first thing that crossed their mind when they have when they see a, a, a bot system is okay i will automate customer support that's that's mm-hmm. a no brainer and yeah. then and then but in customer support you might have very different actions like someone want to get um uh, a discount, and they have a voucher, and you go through different weird branches of a tree. When you are doing that, and the question is, how could this sort of system, understanding the dialogue that is having with a customer, move the customer through the different branches of the tree in an efficient in an efficient manner? or if you have an internal process and the system is asking you it's like it's uh, asking you for um how you how you call that um approval process so you have an approval process and and then it's asking someone okay are you approving this request from this department and then how does this system can improve this the whole experience because for instance, in the case of an approval process, you might need more information. Right now, when you have an approval tree, you would just close the process and you would you would reject uh, the the petition. But then you would write, "Well, I'm I'm rejecting this because I need more and more information about that, about this and that." Mm-hmm. But perhaps the agent tells you, "Oh no, you don't need to reject that because I can grab you that information right now. Uh, you don't need to consult that person." So. I think this is where it begins Really, begins to get really interesting is when you begin to merge these agents together with these processes and you begin to automate those in a way that is not only, again, not only for internal functions, but also for external functions. You have both together. It begins to get really interesting. So th- there is a, you know, I think what is really exciting is when one begins to think about the possible scenarios, there's a ton of ideas that come out it's not yeah. one or two. It's it's just it's just a wealth of ideas. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a ton of ideas. So when you're talking about the 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 de facto use case that everybody will have in mind, like the uh, like the AI uh, support agent, yes, the AI will ingest your knowledge knowledge base, will know everything about your business and processes and whatever. Uh, facing the customer, it it will be able to answer question about your services or your company or whatever, but how does the agent will execute some actions? Like the last time I, 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 I talked with my phone company was to, to cancel something so I can tell the idea I want to cancel this, um, they the AI can see if I am in between in the parameters I can cancel or not, but how the AI do actually do cancel that. I don't know how how those systems are going to interface, like how the AI will realize that they need to to make an action on how they actually communicate with the system where the action needs to be done. So basically what we need is an intermediate layer that enables the AI agent to actually perform action, which is again a new business model that some company may pick up and actually do
1: well, I, I think that what what you're saying, what expands on is on the idea of what is a robot? Today, I think we think of a robot as a machine that sits in a factory floor and has an arm and picks something and and sold something. But if now we have something that, interact with human beings is able to capture information from different sensors. The sensors might be, how do you interact with the web page? What do you look at? Where are you standing now? If you have a system that is able to look at all these things, gathers information from you, gives you information, then essentially what you have is a new kind of robot that is able to do work in a different manner. It's, perhaps it doesn't have a physical ex, uh, existence as you know the one that is in the factory floor but uh it's it's essentially a robot it's a a machine essentially you have a business that is a machine and then you have this brain doing stuff for you now how much this thing can automate can automate itself uh, question we don't know but now we have like if you think if you think for instance about something as, as simple as uh a flow if you use you know like one of the microsoft products that that, that i i really like a lot uh, like uh, um for automate in the mm-hmm. back end you have a json file yeah so the, describing the, the process yeah the process is a json file so it's it's kind of like a logic app and and then it's a, it's a json file that describes that yeah right now you have codecs this model that generate text from OpenAI, open AI. So we have GPT and one of the flavors is, is Codex. Hmm. Well, and, and people use it in, in Copilot. Well, why don't you just tell the thing, create generate for me uh, a new process for this function? You know, customer is asking me this to uh, do this. Well, I can just generate a new process for that function and then execute the process uh, as I would because, well, you know, and then obviously you have to check the permissions, what permissions that the, the this agent has. So it might have a service principle that might be able to execute this and that and check this and that. But, you know, uh, slowly, slowly, you begin to see a situation where this thing can write even the code that it needs to execute for certain functions. So... Yeah yeah it it, it gets that, really interesting
0: but that means that they need also awareness of the of the environment of the situation of the company and what is happening right now
1: well i, I think it, it's like it's like a normal robot or it's like when you are having it's, it's like the way all machine learning algorithm algorithms work you have uh um you have a function that you have to optimize and, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day, what these systems, you have a cost function, and then you, you want to optimize, you find a maximum or, or a minimum uh, from that cost function. And, and essentially, if your goal, say, is if I am say you have an agent and then you say the agent, well, your goal is to increase the customer lifetime value for every customer you have a conversation with. That's your goal. Mm. That's that's your that's your optimization objective. That's what you have yeah. to do, you know. And for that, you can offer that client everything that is in the realm of the possible and what is allowed for that given customer. So that that tool can look at CRM and look at all these things and looking at that, it can try to maximize that variable. So it's, it's a very simple variable. You have CLV, customer lifetime value, and you want to you want to optimize that. I think if business begins to think in this direction, there's a lot of innovation that can be done with this. How far away are we from doing this kind of thing? I'm not really sure. I don't know. I think it's it's not enough to just have a a conversational agent, Uh, but perhaps it's not that far away. Perhaps from really simple scenarios, it's not that far away.
0: Yes, and it's also interesting to to think about that the um you you first needs to have your company information digestible by these AIs. So basically you have to have it in a way that you can actually feed the AI your information. Well, right now it's textual information, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you can feed it. Like, I don't know, I have not done the experiment, but I don't know if I, I copy and paste one uh, uh, CSV file to ChatGPT, if it's able to do something with it. I don't know, I have not tested that. That's actually uh, uh, my next um, hobby. (laughs) I will will be doing that (laughs) next. Uh, Copying like one one CSV file with a couple of bunch of probably a, a blockchain transaction and see if they can make sense of that that will be interesting
1: yeah well th- yeah I think I think those those are the kind of cases especially everything that is related to math are the cases that are not working that that well but imagine imagine or I don't I don't really know but I, I that's what I've heard uh, I think there are many very simple mathematical problems that the system struggles with but i'm thinking about scenarios so imagine again let's go back to the to the case of optimizing CLV. so imagine that the agent contacts you but the agent contacts you and tells you hey how you been doing it's been a while that i i you know we, we we haven't been in touch and you know by the way i found this video in social media x uh, I thought that you, I, I, might, I thought that you might find this, this funny. It, it will talk to you as a human being, you know. And then you say, yeah. "Oh yeah, that's kind of cool." And and then I don't know, someone is drinking coke uh, or whatever drink in the in the video. And then he said, you know, the agent might ask you, "Oh, you know what? By the way, do you want to order one?" You know those are
0: oh that, that's very that's very <laughs> that's very in your face you know that, <laughs> that's the that, example that, but that, I, I, I know what you say i know what you say but, but know you, you know what i'm
1: say. trying to say you know these yeah. these things this, these things are going to fundamentally work different from what we know right now well o- or following
0: least... this line of past what will be scary is which actually happened right now if you are in social media when you get approached by this profile right now, you don't know if what is behind the profile that can be a troll farm in, 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 uh, in one uh, third world country or whatever. And so basically what it will in the near future and that, that I'm pretty sure will happen. You're going to start seeing this social media accounts, like doing stuff and interacting with you uh in a more it will be pretty hard to discern who's human and who's not
1: from yeah, now on and and, and and you know and think about many of the things i mean you're consuming behavior in generally in general behavior in general behavior if you think about how people why people do things many say for instance many of the of the big decisions financial decisions that people make usually is because someone in their network kick off the idea because you trust this person and this person you know you open you are vulnerable to them and so you open to their suggestions so the best seller is your friend you know Mm -hmm. that's why many sellers want to be your friend now imagine that you have a system that has befriended you yes you know, then then it can basically not only sell you things in terms of a, a, a financial transaction, but can sell you ideas, things that you should do. Leadership might look completely different. You know, how do you make people actually do certain things, you know, in certain organizations? How do you accomplish that? Well, you... You know, and then and then many. That's why I think the the challenging part in all this dreaming of AI is the is the ethical part. Is
0: it's ethical part.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the ethical part. Is to decide what are we okay with, what are we are not okay with, how do we use personal information to what end, mm-hmm. and and those are the the lines that I think when people is building businesses, people have to think. About it because the possibilities are, I think, endless. In terms of what is possible, but again, is is the ethical aspect the one that is going to decide where do we want to go? And obviously, there will be good and bad actors in this story. I mean, the more these models get democratized, the higher the chance that you will also have bad actors using them for all kinds of things and. I think what is interesting is many people is very concerned for instance with the deep fakes but yes. but I think when people begin to understand that you cannot rely on say video content anymore because you are not certain about the origin the source of the content and yes there are ideas like like digital watermarking and all these things that can make sure okay this really comes from the source that says that actually create yeah. the content but even if you have that i think in general what might happen is that people will begin to be more skeptic about the content they consume in general however
0: mm-hmm.
1: however if you have an agent that is your best friend is your digital best friend you basically are going to trust almost anything this thing is going to tell you. Yes. I mean, yes. we already had the case of how was the name of this app? This is not exactly the dating app, but is this Replica? Or oh, something? Replica. Yeah, Replica. Replica. And then they changed something and people were complaining. And it was people not...
0: up in arms in the it... photo like, you took away my best friend, whatever.
1: And people yes. knew it was an AI.
0: Yes, people knew it was an AI. And yeah.
1: people knew it was an AI. And it so, was
0: not a particular good one for what
1: I remember. Exactly, so. and it's not particularly good. So yeah, we already were there. So I think this is where it begins to get really interesting is that people is going to begin to trust these things. And these things are not only going to try to trigger you with some sort of content that might trigger you in general. No, 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 these things uh, know you. So that's why the ethical component the power of the recommendation, the new generation of recommendation engines that will arise from this, is is where things begin to get really interesting. Because again, this, I mean, classic recommendation engines they use things uh, like like col- collaborative filtering. They look at your previous behavior, someone people who who have behaviors similar to yours, and then they fill they sort of like fill the blank for you. Yeah, but yeah. this is not what these things are doing these things essentially they are calculating your the probability distribution of wishes that you have in your head <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then they're optimizing for those you know for your probability distribution of wishes uh, yeah. and that's that's what they are doing and that's a, a, and that's something that we are not even aware of you know, no. if, if if I look at myself in the mirror and I I tell to myself, do I really know what I want? And my answer, like, the honest answer, I think for 99% of people in this planet is, no, I don't know what I want. So, so but these things actually will have a sort of model of you. Mm-hmm. No? So, yeah. Interesting. One,
0: uh, another instance, yeah, is a little bit more philosophical of the AI stuff that we were talking the other day is like, the only way you have to debug these models like to see if there is a problem is actually uh, asking certain questions so we're going to move closer to psychology than Mm. to programming so that's also a very interesting aspect of of the if we are interacting with this model that is easier or, uh, to debug it, like by uh, uh, psychology than through programming.
1: Though. Yeah, that's that's also very true. And yeah, and then it's it's going to put human interactions in the you know in the center stage, uh, which is that's another topic. That's that's like the 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 what are the future? You know, if now AI does everything for us, what do we do next? And I yeah, think what it,
0: do we do next? Like, what do uh... we do
1: next? And I think psychology is one of them. Because yeah, yeah, psychology is going to be a fun one because then I think we will need more than ever someone to talk to. And I don't think I only want to talk to a prompt.
0: So (laughs) I'm I'm definitely sure I don't want to talk to a prompt all the time. Also, I don't know how the entertainment industry is going to develop. Because with all those AI tools that's going to be happening in the next future, the next month, probably by the end of the year, um, the bar to make it an entertainment pro, like, like let's say a triple A uh, game, will be lower. So there will be different or more experiences going that way. So I, I foresee, I can see that happening, like the bar to making a triple A game will get lower. Uh, that it is right now, because you're you're able to automate a lot of stuff with AI. Um, So probably we are moving in this kind of a metaverse thing when you are with your VR in a virtual world that somebody designed with a bunch of people around you. Some some of them are AIs, some of them are not. Uh, But yeah, that is something that we can discuss in a future
1: yeah, that's in the, that's a, in the
0: metaverse uh, chapter of the of the yeah,
1: that's 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 actually that's a that's a good that's a good chapter that we can talk about and that actually is a is a probably a good topic to also also bring this conversation to an end. Um, yes, because yes. because I I think there's there's a lot. I mean, the future looks bright. If if for for those of you out there who want to innovate and want to try new things, I I believe there is the choice between being little a little bit uh, apprehensive or or scared if you will about what might happen. but you can also uh, ride the wave and yes. and use the benefits. I think there's a lot of opportunities. I think we talk a little bit we just brainstorm a little bit and we throw a couple of wild ideas out yeah. there. but I think the possibilities that this thing can create are just huge and and the 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 emergence, and and the rise of new business models is just around the corner and not yet in not only in terms of of technologies but also in terms of new use cases because mm. behaviors yeah. are going to change and once that you have new behaviors you have new use use cases and then you will have the chance to to innovate and do new things so yeah between the choice of being scared and and being uh, courageous and do and try new things i think i i I go for the last one.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a platform shift. Like, think of it uh, like um, before the iPhone, after the iPhone, uh, it's now before AI, after AI. So it's the same thing. On the iPhone creates uh, created a lot of opportunity for a lot of people. Um, this one AI is uh, is big. It's a lot bigger, in my opinion. So if people are actually Brave enough to ride the wave, uh, which is scary. It's high. It's stormy out there, and it's dark. Uh, un- unknown. So, but there's a lot of possibilities out there.
1: Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. I think there is a lot of chances, and there is a lot of money. Uh, uh, um, yeah, money to be made. There's a lot of money to be made A lot of fish this. in
0: the sea. Let's go. There's, like there's,
1: there's a lot of fish in the sea. Yeah. ok, I think with this, we can wrap this up and and then we see you in the next week. And again, if you uh, like this, then subscribe, give us a like, give us a thumb up, And you can also again find us in uh, Spotify and in Apple Podcast and in YouTube as well. So yeah, see On. you. See you next week. You we'll can
0: recommend us to your friends if you have a friend that maybe also like this podcast, or just yeah, like this podcast. Just send the link around, and we will send for We'll thank you forever. So I assure exactly. you. Exactly. So okay. See, see you next you. week. Bye bye.